welcome to Daily Coaching for Women Entrepreneurs. I'm Sarah Nemechek, and this is where I share quick mindset shifts to guide you in the daily work of running and growing your business. As a woman entrepreneur, business is personal, so I help you enjoy your work without leaving your humanity at the door. I want you to enjoy your business while you stay on track with your big goals and master your leadership and management skills so you can love your business, make more money, and enjoy your life when you go home. Listen on to find out how. There are two common images I see of business owners. One is the owner who shares how much revenue she makes each month, and her social media shows her living the fabulous life. The big house, fancy cars, designer clothes, five-star restaurants, traveling far and wide, and all the things. The other is what I see more often in the women I actually meet. You're working hard all the time, but no matter what you do, the bills always seem to pile up and you can't seem to get ahead where you want to be financially. You live in a normal house, you cook your own meals sometimes, you go out for convenience more than the experience of luxury. You barely have time to spare to travel to see your parents for Thanksgiving, let alone take a trip to some beautiful location just because it sounds fun. And you wonder why your life doesn't look like those other entrepreneurs. First, don't believe everything you see and hear on social media. Assume that you are getting the prettiest version of any story about someone else's success, money, and life. Second, know there are so many places that exist between these two extreme descriptions that you have lots of places you can be and love being there. So let's calm your brain about other people and look at what you can control in your business so that you can create what you want, have the impact you want, and also take care of yourself and your family. So when it comes to personal finances, one of the most common pieces of advice is to pay yourself first. But what does that look like when you own a business? It doesn't seem as straightforward as getting a steady paycheck and sending, say, 10% off to a savings account each period, right? That's what we're talking about today. Let's apply pay yourself first to your business. And paying yourself kind of equates to creating profits. So let's start with the way most of our brains approach creating profit. You go out and you try to sell things and you make some revenue. As you go, you incur expenses to help make that revenue and solve any problems that come up as you go. You take home the profit based on whatever is left over, and then you pay tax on that profit. Your brain is approaching the formula as revenue minus expenses equals profit. And this is totally normal. It's the way pretty much every business and accounting book out there presents it. And it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong or that you missed the memo on how to really do business. But it's not the most useful and productive way to run your business. And here's why. When you work this way, you keep your brain in a fairly steady state of uncertainty. You worry about decisions about expenses because you doubt whether you'll actually make the revenue to support it. And you worry about decisions for what to sell and how to sell it because you don't know if it will cover your expenses. What if it doesn't work, right? That's a really common question. So you spend a lot of time researching, asking questions, looking for a sign that you found the right thing or the right answer, and it's safe to proceed. You're hoping to find guarantees that, frankly, don't really exist in the world. And when you aren't making consistent revenue, 
you're having trouble covering your expenses. You're not making as much as you want, even though you keep working harder, you think it's because something's wrong with you. You aren't a good business person. You're bad with money. Your clients don't want what you offer, or you need to change everything and start over again. That's where your brain likes to take you when you're approaching business as revenue minus expenses equals profit. Basically, you're saying, I get what's left over. Let me go out there. I don't have any control. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe it'll work. And it feels terrible. So I propose taking your brain in a different direction. Keep all the other things the same. Keep selling what you're selling. Keep using the same methods. But let's reverse engineer a minute here. So we're just going to explore this concept. You don't actually have to change anything today. But hear me out. I think it'll be a fun exercise to just bring in some new ways of looking at your business and let your brain get a little more creative today. So what if we move profit to the first thing that you consider? And like I said, reverse engineer from there. It might feel weird, but at the minimum, it shifts your brain into a more creative, productive, solution-focused place. And that alone will shift the way you show up and the way you think. So here we go. First, how much do you actually want to take home this year? For you, your family, to pay for vacations, your mortgage, your kid's school. Be very real with yourself. What's a number that would feel good and be plenty? Not just enough to get by or a minimum and not something totally insane, blow your mind kind of money either. Just plenty to satisfy your comfort and safety when you think about your money. And this number that we're talking about is not your revenue. This is what you want to take home to pay yourself. And don't worry about what's possible, what makes sense. But like this, we want a number that you'd be like, oh, this feels like a good number. I had a good year. Look at me. Look what I did. I'm so impressed and proud of myself. Now write that number down. Now plan to set aside 40% of that amount for taxes. Your actual number might be different, but I like to use a number that probably will cover the taxes I'll owe because you will have both self-employment and income taxes, which a lot of us don't even think about. Not because I want to take you down the path of let's get detailed on our taxes, but knowing that taxes are going to come and normalizing that in your brain and your planning helps you not be surprised and helps you kind of anticipate and normalize that taxes are a perfectly normal part of doing business instead of feeling like it's a horrible, dramatic, painful, surprising event at the end of the year. You just want to be a neutral piece, but you also want to plan for it. So write down that number. Now, how much revenue are you planning to make this year? Like what feels doable with what you know how to do right now? So this is not an exercise at this moment in stretch goals. This is about what actually feels like you could go out and create sales to create that. So it might be, well, last year I created this dollar amount. I can probably do it again this year. Or I'm on track. I've made this much so far. This is the trend so far this year. I expect to make this much by year end, something like that. Now that you, and then write that number down. And now that we have gone this far, we start to enter into the beginning of the creative zone. So expenses come next, but we're going to break it down into two phases. First, what are the expenses that you absolutely have to have? 
the priority expenses. So these are things that are critical to your business functioning and that you refuse to compromise on. Or maybe they're things that you know you're already committed to spending and you can't or won't get creative with them. Um, and I, I like to use both can't or won't because sometimes, you know, you want to be on to yourself. These are your non-negotiables. These are things like maybe it's marketing for your business, coaching, an assistant, a business mentor or advisor. Maybe it's rent from a specific lease that you have signed that's working well for you. It could be a lot of different things and it can be multiple expenses. It's it's totally up to you what you include here. But it's the things that you are definitely, you definitely believe are necessary for you to do your business. Um, but, you know, the ones that I gave as examples, don't think that those mean you have to use them. And what you don't want to do is include things in this part that are just things you think you're supposed to have because they're normal expenses or because you read it in a book or some expert on a podcast told you these are things you should have and you should always have at least X percent of your budget spent on this type of thing. We want to break that pattern of spending decisions right now. Okay, so now you've got all of your kind of required numbers. And this is where we start exercising those creative problem solving muscles. So you want to take this is now and we're going to put it all together in the new formula, if you will. So you want to take the revenue that you plan to make this year. And from that, you want to subtract the profit goal that you set, the estimated taxes related to that, and the priority expenses, the total that you just came up with. And what you get is kind of the leftovers. So in this case, the leftovers are the amount of money that you have available to spend on your other expenses, the things that are more negotiable. So if you're like me, the first time I did this for a few times, I got a very negative number <laughs> because I was not making the profit I wanted my revenue did not support the level of expenses that I was spending plus the profit I wanted to make. And I had nothing left over because my brain was following the normal approach of spending money on expenses that I thought I was supposed to have. I was like, oh, well, I should spend 30% of my budget on marketing and I should have, you know, fancy signage and business cards and an expensive website or all these different things that made me legitimate as a business. And I was also spending money as I went instead of solving problems with my brain. And I don't mean that in an offensive way. It means I wasn't getting creative or questioning. I was just like, oh yes, I should buy this thing because it would make this easier. And this is what people do. So-and-so said she uses that. That must be what I need to do. I never even challenged the thoughts. Like maybe that doesn't work in my business, or maybe I could make this other thing work. I really was concerned with, would it look legit? And that is not a useful way to look at yourself and your business. And I also just really didn't even consider that there was any alternative way. I mean, I went to business school and I learned the other formula of revenue minus expenses equals profit over and over and over. So I was pretty ingrained in that. So, you know, it took me a while in reality to change how I looked at these things. Um, but I will say with every minute that I spend approaching my finances with this formula of thinking about what's my profit and let the rest of my expenses be what's left over and being more creative and how I solve my problems, I come up with new ideas. I get more sometimes scrappy, sometimes more expansive. Um, it's been very useful. So here's kind of some stuff like questions that I go through that may be helpful to you. 
when I find an expense, something that I want to spend money on for my business. And I'm like, oh yeah, I totally need this. It's really important. I want to make sure I can have this for my business. It's kind of my signal to be like, wait, why do I think this is so necessary? And so then these are the questions to help me evaluate it. Does it contribute to creating revenue? Does it improve my client's experience with my business? Does it create a benefit in the future, even if maybe it's not directly creating revenue today? And if that's the case, is it something that I actually need to invest in today? Or is it just a, I'm thinking way too far ahead and I need to like come back to the present for now? And am I, if I really do decide that it meets all my criteria, am I willing to let go of a different expense to make room for this one? And if so, which one is it? And does that actually make sense? Or am I just being like really needy in the moment with my business? And if it's really essential after going through all this process and I still can't find a place to let go of a different expense, then I can start exploring things like, will this create enough revenue or can I go out and create more revenue to cover this expense before I incur it? Now, when I first thought about things this way, I kind of thought, well, am I supposed to just like flip the formula, write it down and like go out and stick with it? And I will say like, eventually you might want to get to that point and that'll be like your plan that you work from. But I actually use this approach, this formula to really play with the possibilities for each line and how I could, in different ways that I could approach my business, right? Um, it really just helps me make a lot of my decisions because I can decide, is this expense necessary? Does it really help my business? Is it a vanity cost? Does it make my life easier? Does it make my business better? Does it create revenue? Does it benefit my clients? Is it an investment? Just going through that over and over is really helpful. And just trains your brain to think more in a problem-solving, business-focused, results-focused way, as opposed to just like staying in a box with these are expenses that business people have, and I have to do this because I have no other options. There's always other options. Um, another Is there another way I can get the same result without this purchase or expense? That one has been really helpful because a lot of times we think, oh, I have to join this thing or I have to buy this particular product to use in my business. But maybe you don't need it at all. Maybe there's a different resource you could buy, like someone else offers it or you can put it off. Like, is it is there a way to prioritize my choices is basically what all these questions do, right? And is it something I need now? Is it something I need next year? Is it something I need five years from now? Is it something I could trade for it with someone? Is it something I could learn on my own? Like, I especially think like if it's the first time you're encountering a certain type of problem, like creating a website or, um, I don't know, anything, anything that you are inclined at first to hire someone to do because you don't know how to do it, I encourage you to think, could I figure out how to do it? Because the more you know how to solve a problem on your own, the easier it will be when you decide to hire someone. So even if you don't actually make a website on your own, if you investigate and learn a bit about it, you will do better when you hire someone to do it. You'll know better like how much you actually want to spend on it, what questions to ask them, all sorts of things. But all of this comes in using your brain to solve problems instead of just throwing money at them. 
And sometimes, you know, sometimes you want to spend your time. Sometimes you want to spend your money. And both are correct. <laughs> it's like there's not actually a single right answer or approach. It's more take your brain to the place where you are considering your options before you act instead of just panicking and acting and generally spending money. Um, okay, so I know I want to take you another place with this too. I know I said that you should pick your revenue number as one that you know you can do for sure or that you believe you can do and that this wasn't a place to use your stretch goals. But I will say there is a place to use your stretch goals in here. So after you kind of go through the exercise of here's where I am and here's what I can do and here's what I plan to do and putting that, you know, thinking in terms of profit first, you can plug in your stretch goals in here. And I do that with my own goals so I can see like, okay, like it helps me play out scenarios of how much additional revenue can I create with a similar expense level? What does it do to my profit? Like, is it realistic to double my revenue? And then does that mean that my profit doubles? Probably not. I'm probably going to have some expenses increase. And obviously my taxes will increase if my profit goes up. So I like to just kind of see how changing one line impacts all of the others and then realize that I do have some control over it. And it just kind of gives me that powerful feeling in my business. And like, this is why I love talking about money and understanding money, because it's the problem solving and the dreaming and using it as a tool to make all of this stuff happen that I want to happen in my business. And it's why I do this work with my clients, because it's so fun to watch that light bulb go click. And they're like, oh, this is actually something I can do too. And then watch how they take this tool and run with it and really change what's going on in their business and start paying themselves and creating profits and building their business the way they actually wanted to in the beginning. Ultimately though, after doing all of these different models, I come back to one model that I want to work from as my plan for the year. That way I have, you know, something to fall back on and be like, "Wait, why am I thinking about spending this money?" instead of just like being like, "Oh, I should just follow, you know, you got to spend money to make money." It's not necessarily true. You can probably find some creative solutions. And then I create a more detailed plan than just, you know, these, what is it, one, two, three, five lines. Um, and then I just try to, you know, I work in sticking to that plan. So if I get off track, I'm like, wait, what am I doing here? Uh-oh, let's come back to what did I agree upon? Oh, yes, profit is what I'm doing. Profit while performing amazing service and value for my clients. So to recap, here's the model again. It's revenue minus profit minus taxes minus priority expenses equals the money available for all the other expenses. And to do that, you start by deciding your profit. You calculate your taxes based on the profit. Then you decide what tar what's a target for your revenue. And then you identify your priority expenses. Then you subtract profit, priority expenses, and taxes from your revenue. And that tells you how much money you have available for the less key expenses during the year. And you may have to go through this a few times. Like I said, like I got a negative number. And what that meant was I had to go back and decide, okay, either I'm spending too much, assigning too much priority to my uh, the expenses that I picked as priority. I am setting an unrealistic 
goal for my profit? Should I accept less money? Or do I need to go out and create more revenue? And if so, what would that look like? And it it just gives you a lot of points at which to make decisions and decide how to solve a problem. What needs to change? Which line item should I focus on changing? Because when you look at it that way, you realize you do have a lot more control than you might have thought before. So it's very fun that you can like create this. Uh, And finally, in wrapping up, I just want to say that this is not my concept, Profit First. There's actually a book by the same title by Mike Michalowicz. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Um, But in that book, Profit First, he presents this idea of planning for profits first. He outlines some very specific approaches, actions, etc. for implementing around this idea that I don't necessarily adapt. But the concept is definitely in that book. I read it a few times. I don't follow most of the book. I follow the approach of let's prioritize profits and work from there. But I will say I have friends who swear by his cash management plan. So it's certainly worth checking out the book if you like reading and researching things. And obviously, I do like the overarching concept. And I have picked the pieces I like, taken and added what I want to it, and shared that with you today. So I hope this will help you kind of shift your thoughts, how you and like go out there, let you get more creative with your money and your problem solving. And I would love to hear how this impacts you, what you take from this, what kind of results you might get with it. So have a great day and go out there and make some money. Thanks for tuning in and remember to get your dose of coaching here every week. Hey, want even more stories and alternative perspectives on life, business, and money in your inbox? Get on my email list where I share all my weird and fun stories to help your business feel easy and fun. Seriously, I think you're going to like these emails. Sign up at sarahnemachek.com.